Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review. But most importantly, make sure to spread the word. With that being said, let's dive right in. everybody what is going on and welcome back to the say hey podcast you are now listening to episode 33 i believe i'm your host today james donahue as i am for every show hopefully that's not a deal breaker for you and of course everybody like always we've got a great show for you today because along with addressing some rumors regarding free agency i'm also going to be answering some questions that you as listeners have asked me and this is a side note for the listeners who do not know this already But if there's anything I need to let you all know as listeners regarding the podcast, let's just say there's going to be an episode posted late, or if I want to notify you if there's someone new on the show, I do all of that on my social media platforms. So you can follow me on Twitter at CoolHipJim, and you can also follow me on Instagram at JamesDonahue, J-A-M-E-S, throwing an extra S in there, Donahue, D-O-N-O-H-U-E. So the other day on Instagram, I posted on my story leave a question for me to answer on the show, and that's exactly what I'm going to be doing today. But before we do that, let's go ahead and address some rumors regarding free agency and some players that the Giants are now interested in. So Saturday, reports came out informing Giants fans that the team is interested in outfield veterans Jackie Bradley Jr. and Eddie Rosario. Now, during this offseason, Rosario was non-tendered by the Twins, and Bradley Jr. became a free agent at the end of the 2020 season. Both players would bring different level of excitement to the team, but in my opinion, only one would be a relatively good fit for the Giants. In terms of Eddie Rosario, he's exciting because of the power he could bring to San Francisco. During the years 2017 through 2019, Rosario averaged 28 homers, 88 RBIs, 31 doubles, and a 284 batting average. And last year, Rosario was on pace to reach 37 homer, excuse me, 37 homers and 120 RBIs over a full-length season. Now, on paper, Rosario seems like he can be a huge contributor offensively. However, one thing I will say is his on-base percentage is below average, and his defense is also something that's subpar. Now, yes, he's a lefty bat, which is exactly what the Giants are looking for, but he's also limited defensively. Over the past two seasons, Rosario has played 175 games in left field, which just so happens to be the most comfortable outfield spot for Alex Dickerson. I'm not quite sure what that would look like or how that works, but as I said, Rosario is an exciting name, but at this point, I'm just having a hard time finding his place in the Giants lineup. In terms of Jackie Bradley Jr., when you think of him, you think about his elite defensive skill set, which is exactly what he would bring to San Francisco. Bradley Jr. has been one of the highest-rated defensive outfielders over the past few years, and I imagine playing center field at Oracle Park would be a smooth transition from playing at Fenway. However, what most people don't realize about JBJ is his sneaky power. 
He hit 21 home runs in 2019, and he hit 26 in 2016. And not to mention, he was on pace to hit 21 homers last year. The power he would supply is not staggering, but it doesn't have to be. What does stand out offensively is the 280 batting average he produced against right-handed pitching last year. At the end of the day, Eddie Rosario would be an exciting bat to add to the Giants lineup, but it would be at the expense of lost playing time for Alex Dickerson. In my opinion, Jackie Bradley Jr. would be the better fit for the, for the Giants defensively, but financially as well. Not to mention the veteran presence of JBJ would help the development of Mauricio Dubon, who was promising in center field last year, but underwhelming offensively. But of course, at this point, everybody, those are just rumors regarding these players. I would love to see the Giants grab either one of these players. If I had to choose one, like I just said, it would probably be Jackie Bradley Jr., considering how terrible the defense was last year. But I also think Jackie Bradley Jr. would be a nice fit at the top of the order, maybe batting second behind Mike Yastrzemski. All right, now it's time to transition to some of the questions that you asked me on my Instagram story. So here we go. First question. James, who is one prospect you don't mind if the Giants trade? Great question. Okay, so when I'm looking at the top 30 list of the Giants prospects, one thing that stands out to me is how deep the Giants are at the outfield position. You have Heloy Ramos, who's already who should already be a familiar name for us. Hunter Bishop, another familiar name. Alexander Canario, Luis Matos, and Jairo Pomares. I don't know if I'm saying that last name right, but I'll get into all... One, two, three, five of these players. Heloy Ramos, he produced a 290 batting average, 16 home runs in 2019. Hunter Bishop, who, who is arguably the best athlete in the Giants farm system, has been reported to have 30 home runs, 30 stolen base potential. Alexander Canario hit 318 batting average with 16 home runs in 2019. Luis Matos in 2019, it was his first year as well, produced a 367 batting average, 7 home runs, 21 stolen bases, and Jairo Pomares, his first year in the minors, which was 2019 as well, produced a 324 batting average. There is a lot of elite talent here. And first, before I say anything, I just want to say that it would be extremely tough to see any of these players get traded because of how good they are playing and how big their ceiling is. But this is where the Giants have the most depth in their farm system. And of course, that can all change considering the fact that the Giants just signed 34 international players last week. But at the moment, I honestly don't have the most knowledge on those players yet. So from what I do know, this is where the depth is at. But then I also had a thought to myself, what if instead of trading all of this elite talent, what if the Giants go ahead and trade third base prospect Luis Toribio, who is also the number eight prospect in the system. Toribio is a big left-handed hitter who is ranked as a third baseman, but during scrimmages before the 2020 season started, I believe the Giants were testing him out at second base and first base as well, which only reminds me of a Max Muncy type of player. He has power, he has a smooth swing, he makes great contact, and he produced a 296 batting average in the minors in 2019. My thought process here is that the Giants could possibly trade Toribio in order to acquire more pitching depth or a major league pitcher who is already well-established, move Marco Luciano to third base, and go out and sign one of the big names at shortstop. So I guess to answer your question, I wouldn't mind seeing the Giants trade Luis Toribio. All right, moving on to the next question. Who is your favorite player on the 2010 team? Hmm. Yeah, this is definitely another great question. But I think it would definitely have to be Tim Lincecum for sure. 
The first playoff game against the Braves in 2010 when he struck out 14 batters pretty much set the tone for the rest of the playoffs, in my opinion. And that was also a game I got to witness in person with my family, so that is especially memorable. And of course, after that complete game shutout he pitched that first game, he was also the pitcher that pitched the last game of the World Series when he went 8 innings and struck out 10 batters. Definitely Tim Lincecum for sure. All right, next question. What is the next number you think the Giants will retire? You know, I don't know what number is going to be retired next for sure, but a couple numbers that I would definitely love to see get retired is 55, of course, because I personally don't think the Giants are ever going to have a pitcher like Tim Lincecum, but I also don't think baseball is ever going to see a pitcher like Tim Tim Lincecum ever again. And that's largely due to the way he pitched and his crazy mechanics for the size that he was. He was such a small guy. At his peak, he was the best pitcher in baseball, and the world had never seen a pitcher like him. He won back-to-back Cy Young Awards and finished his career with three World Series rings. And for a long time, Timmy was the face of the franchise, and at at certain points, he was also the face of baseball. And honestly, makes me kind of sad knowing that we won't be able to watch that type of performance ever again. But hey, maybe that's just because I have a hard time dealing with change. All right, another number I would actually love to see the Giants retire is 18 from Matt Cain. And I know I just talked about Tim Lincecum's playoff performance, but speaking of that, during the 2010 playoffs, Matt Cain made three starts during the 2010 postseason for a total of 21.1 innings pitched and did not give up a single run. And opposing hitters can only produce a 133 batting average against him. Along with throwing a perfect game, which is another game I was able to witness in person. If you don't believe me, that's fine. I don't need you to. Haters will say it's fake. Kane also made three all-star appearances and played in a Giants uniform throughout his entire 13-year career, which is probably the biggest reason why they should retire that number. I had to go back and remind myself that Kane didn't win the Cy Young Award despite finishing the 2009 season with a 2.89 ERA, and I think the reason why that was was because him and Timmy both were duking it out throughout the season for the award, and of course, Timmy ended up winning it in the end for his second consecutive award. You know, something that was definitely interesting to see this year was seeing Drew Smiley wear number 18. It, I mean, although I love Drew Smiley, I love what he did for the Giants in 2020, but it just seemed weird. You know, you know what I mean? It just seemed off. I would much rather see that number retired considering what Kane did throughout his 13-year career in a Giants uniform. All right, moving on to the next question. Simple question here. Will Posey be good again? You know, for me personally... It's kind of hard not to be optimistic about Posey returning. A big reason why that is is because of how well the veterans such as Belt, Crawford, and Longoria were all able to hit this year. Belt obviously having the best year of those three. But still, I'm excited to see the Giants insert Posey back into that lineup and see how well he hits after resting his body for an entire year. Posey has already become one of the best players in Giants history, but recently, we all know the level of production has you know, been on a steady decline. I don't expect Posey to be a 300-plus batting average type of hitter again, but it also wouldn't surprise me if we see another type of veteran resurgence from the future Hall of Famer. So to answer your question, will Posey be good again? I think he will most definitely be serviceable for sure. A stat line I could definitely see him producing would maybe be a 275 to, you know, maybe 280, 285 batting average and 10 to 12 home runs. That's perfect for Posey right now, especially when you consider where he's at this late in his career. All right, everybody, before I move on to this next question, I have to give you a fair warning 
because it's a bit controversial. Don't worry, not politically. We're, it's, we're not that type of show. But it's definitely about steroids. And just from that word alone, you're probably going to guess what this next question is going to be about. Well, it's not really a question, but anyways, it says, you should talk about why Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. And this might actually surprise you, but this might be the shortest answer I give on this episode today. And it's primarily because of two reasons. One, there are players in the Hall of Fame right now who have taken performance-enhancing drugs. So if we're going to let some of them into the Hall of Fame, we have to let all of them into the Hall of Fame. And two, in order to be considered for a spot in the Hall of Fame, you have to be the best player or at least one of the best players during the era that you played in. That's Barry Bonds. That's seven-time MVP, eight-time Gold Glove winner, 514 career stolen bases, 762 career home runs, and 14-time All-Star Barry Bonds. Now, before I talk about this topic any further, I just want to quickly say that this is just my opinion. I'm not saying that my opinion is right. If you disagree with me, that's also completely valid. All I'm doing is providing my own opinion and answering a question that somebody asked me. So let's just say you are disagreeing with what I'm saying. The next thing I would like to do is try to find some middle ground between both of our opinions. This is something we can all agree on, I think. If you're using steroids, then you have some sort of advantage over a certain player. I'm pretty sure that's a statement we can all agree on, and if that's true, then something we have to also realize is that steroids aren't the only advantages being used today in the game of baseball. It's just the only advantage that's frowned upon. Something I don't think a lot of baseball fans realize is that pitchers in today's game are using a lot of foreign substances on the ball in order to give them a better grip on the pitch in order to reach peak performance. Why is this foreign substance allowed in the game of baseball, but steroids is a form of foreign substance that is not allowed in the game of baseball? If we want to be consistent, then, well, we have to be consistent. Anyways, I might be getting a little off track to the original question here. I think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame because he is the best player in his era and he is one of the best players in the history of baseball. Moving on to the next question. How many years until the Giants win the division? Oh boy. So, I apologize to whoever asked this question because unfortunately, I may not be able to, to provide the most positive answer. Because the Giants now play in one of the best divisions in all of baseball. And that's all because two of the top three teams in the entire league play in this division. I think the division is even going to get better once the world sees how good the Giants can be and everyone calms the hell down with the quote, oh, it was a fluke, or wait till they play a full season arguments. Then this division is really going to get better. But anyways, to answer your question, in my non-professional baseball opinion, I think we still have to wait at least three more years until we can even think about fighting for the title of this division. Okay, fine. Realistically, the number is more like three to five years before we can even think about getting the number one spot in this division. But the great news is that you don't need to win the division in order to make the playoffs. So if you were to ask me, James, when will we make the playoffs again? Then I would say I would not be surprised if the Giants make a strong playoff push within the next three years. And this answer that I just gave kind of ties into the next question, which is, what are your long-term thoughts for the Giants? Like, what does the next five years look like? 
Well, luckily for us fans, the Giants are on the rise, and I think that's obvious considering how much the farm system has improved since 2018, and also considering how the coaching staff and front office have been able to help established veterans reach their true potential, and because of that, I think we're going to A, see a lot more success stories from established veterans who come to the Giants, and B, I think we're also going to start seeing some of those veterans be flipped for younger players and prospects, which, if you think about it, that's the perfect combination for a successful team that can contend deep into the postseason. Teams who are primarily homegrown, but who can also acquire veterans who can contribute in big ways. What's going to be crazy to watch is the 2021-2022 offseason, because for the Giants, Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt, Kevin Gosman, Anthony Descalfani, Alex Wood, I'm pretty sure Donovan Solano, and almost the entire bullpen are all free agents at the end of the 2021 season. I think a lot of us as Giants fans are waiting for that one big splash for the Giants to sign in free agency. Now, not to say that we haven't had good contributions this offseason so far, we just haven't had that one big splash. And I personally think that's going to come during next offseason when a lot more money is off the payroll. And along with signing some of the big-name players... I think we're also going to see, especially in this season, a lot of the top rookies trying to come up and make a name for themselves for this team. So to answer your question, I personally believe the Giants in five years will be one of the top teams, not only in the National League, but also the major leagues as well. I think there's a lot of underrated talent in the Giants farm system that a lot of people do not know about yet. And I think also a lot of people haven't acknowledged enough what the Giants have done over the past two years with veterans that have come to their team. But before we get to that five-year mark where, in my opinion, I think that's going to be the peak of the San Francisco Giants, there's also going to be a lot of entertaining years along the way. As I've already mentioned, the Giants are most definitely on the rise. Over these next three years, it's I'm going to go ahead and leave a bold take right now. I think the Giants are going to make a strong playoff push over these next three years. Over the next five years, I think they're going to be one of the best teams in all of baseball. All right, everybody, before I answer the last question here, I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for listening to my answers and my personal opinions. Hopefully they weren't triggering enough for you to completely give up on the Say Hey podcast, and hopefully they were entertaining in some sort of way. Folks, an important announcement here. I actually started a blog to pair with this podcast. That's right. Along with having the Say Hey podcast, we also now have the Say Hey blog that you can go and read articles that I post every Thursday, along with me still continuing to post an episode of the Say Hey podcast every Tuesday. So if you don't have time to listen to my annoying voice for 20 minutes every week, go ahead and read some articles at the sayheyblog.com. Don't worry, the articles I write aren't too lengthy. They are the perfect length, actually, to pass the time when you want to zone out during your lecture and you don't want to pay attention to your teacher, or if you just want to pass the time on your lunch break. So be sure to head on over to the sayheyblog.com. And folks, again, you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can go ahead and leave a rating and a review if you feel so inclined. All right, all the plugs are done, I promise. All right, moving on to the last question. Who are you most looking forward to watching this season and why? That's a great question. I think the obvious answer right off the bat might be Buster Posey, but I'm sure that's the answer for all of you guys as well, simply because we were deprived of watching him for an entire year. But the not-so-obvious answer would definitely be the two starting pitchers the Giants acquired this offseason, and that's Anthony Descalfani and Alex Wood. 
After seeing how the Giants helped Drew Smiley, Kevin Gosman, and Drew Pomeranz resurge their career, I can't help but get excited about Desclafani and Alex Wood. Those two veterans really solidify the rotation, and it adds much-needed depth and structure and stability to the rotation as a whole. But another player I'm really excited to watch, actually, is Tyler Beatty. And if you don't remember who that is, he's the former top-pitching prospect for the Giants, who they drafted in the first round as the 14th overall pick in the 2014 draft. Beatty is currently recovering from Tommy John surgery, but is expected to return sometime during the first half of the season. In 2019, toward the end of Beatty's rookie season, he really started to put things together over his last four starts of the regular season. Beatty produced a 2.61 ERA and struck out 22 batters in 20.2 innings pitched. Well, you're, you're probably asking yourself, well, that sounds nice, James, but who the heck did he face during those four outings? I'm glad you asked. He faced the Dodgers, the Braves, the Rockies, and the Marlins. Now, I understand if you want to scoff at the Marlins in 2019, but the other three teams are some of the best offenses in all of baseball. Now, obviously, it's always nice to see a first-round pick pan out for your team, so that's definitely something I'm excited to watch. Something that's also encouraging for Beatty is that towards the end of his 2019 season, his fastball velocity was averaging anywhere from 96 to 98 miles per hour, and he has a really nice curveball to pair with that fastball. This could potentially be something that's very huge for the Giants. If Beatty ends up figuring out how to put everything together, then he'll become a solid starter in that rotation that they don't have to pay a lot of money for. So that's something that I'm most definitely looking forward to watching. All right, everybody, that is going to be the last question of the day, which means that this is also going to be the end of the podcast. Episode 33 of the Say Hey Podcast. Folks, I can't thank you enough for your continued support of the show. It truly means so much to me that you actually care what I have to say and that you're voluntarily spending 20 minutes of your Tuesday every week to just listen to my voice. That's crazy. Again, folks, you can find the Say Hey podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And again, don't forget to check out the Say Hey blog at thesayheyblog.com. Nice and simple for you. All right, everybody, continue to stay safe out there. Continue to be smart. But most importantly, go Giants.